I've been in love with this coffee for 11 years, but this time we have a natural from Costa Rica, Finca de Licho. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. What were you doing 11 years ago? Because 11 years ago, I was finding this farm for the very first time. Um, when we talk about specialty coffee and sustainability, this farm is one of the best examples that I've found of being sustainable, but also producing incredibly tasty and delicious coffee year after year. Um, and that's because Costa Rica has been cultivating coffee since the late 1700s and the Aguileras who own Finca de Licho um, have been growers for hundreds of years. Uh, came from their parents and um, I was very privileged enough to meet their parents um, on one of my visits a, a few years ago. And every time I go to Costa Rica, I never have long there, but I always have just enough to catch up with them and just say hi and swing by, uh, which I did in uh, January this year. Um, so a few facts of the farm. So it's in the Western Valley, uh, which is a very famous grown region, uh, near in the province of uh, Alusia, uh, which is uh, near to the city of Naranjo de Alarusia. Um, the farm is Finca de Licho, owned by the Aguilera brothers. The farm is around about 28 hectares, um, but only around about nine hectares is planted with coffee. Altitude is around about 1,500, 1,550 metres above sea level, and it's mainly planted with Villa Sarchi and Katura, um, but they do have a few unusual lots, which we're going to be seeing some of this year. Uh, I managed to twist their arm and get a little bit of their geisha out them, which is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, and this is a natural processed one. Um, we've not had the natural processing from them uh, often. Um, they don't do a lot of natural processing, but this is a special lot that they've prepared for us, so I cannot wait for us to taste it. Okay, so I've decided to cup this one, and the reason I'm cupping it is it's still pretty new to us. It's only in our second year of us having it, and it's pretty new to the Aguileras as well. This was a kind of request on one of the visits. It's like, could you? And they were like, yeah, why not? So they've set aside a lot of their Villa Sarchi uh, and naturally processed it for us. So let's just dive in and uh, have, a, have a taste. Now, I dive in a little hot and that's because my mouth is made of asbestos. But if you're trying this at home, leave it four or five minutes before you dive in. I'm just used to cupping that way. And that way I get to taste it when it's warm, and then you get to taste it when it's a little bit cooler, and it definitely changes um, uh, between warm and cool, so, so do do that. I said do do. <laughs> um, this is um, a very typical natural. It's got a little bit of funk to it. It's got a little bit of like, kind of like bass notes, but it's not overtly boozy. It has got a little kind of like heat to it, but it's not your full-on fermented flavours. For me, it's much more creamy. Um, kind of think, think like creamy natural yoghurt, but with a strawberry and a mango thrown in there as well. It's a really complex coffee. If you're a natural hater, give this a chance. Give naturals a chance. Um, because it's not dirty in any way. It's just got those really big bass notes, and I can imagine this as an espresso would be phenomenal. So I'm gonna give you a little bit, of, and it's a very small bit, on what we do down there with natural coffees. Roasting natural coffees is a little harder than roasting a washed coffee. Tends to be because, first of all, you've got a, a slightly different moisture level quite often from a, a washed and a natural coffee. 
because of the way that it's been dried with the skin on there. But you also end up with more of what we call silver skin um, on the coffee, which makes it difficult visually um, to see what's going on as easily. Um, the other difference is that during the crack phase, so first and second crack phase, um, it can be slightly more inconsistent than a washed one. Um, and I'm not 100% sure why that is, but it's something that we definitely notice in the roaster. So natural, roasts, natural process in roasting, you tend to slow down the roasting a little bit because you want to focus on the body and not so much of the acidity, but also to take into account that silver skin and the inconsistency of the crack um, because it just, it just helps you have a little bit more control over it. So we're going to get into trying this coffee. Um, we're going on a little bit of a retro run with the mugs the past few weeks. Um, this one was sent to me by uh, the club Witness Vikings because, um, like my football, I like to choose really bad teams uh, for rugby league. And uh, I, end, I did a one in a uh, Witness top, um, which got picked up by their social media channel which then they retweeted out and I quadrupled my viewing figures for that week because people watch because Widness had told them to. So they obviously do have a following. Unfortunately, there's a team, they're not so great, but they sent me this, which I thought was really sweet of them and uh, very happy for my Widness mug. I'm very happy for the coffee that's inside. So all of you natural haters that are there going, oh, I don't want to drink this week's. This is not a dirty, boozy natural. Think. Natural yoghurt with a strawberry and a mango thrown in. There's a little bit of funk, but it's not boozy, it's not dirty, it's not fermented. It's just really delicious. Um, it's only the second year of the Aguileras doing this and they're just killing it. Like they do such a good job with this coffee. Um, I hope you enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying it. Thank you for joining me, as always. And do remember, life's too short for bad rugby league teams. And it's also too short for bad coffee. Thank <laughs> you.